0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in, a post-Super Bowl edition here. Talked a lot about it in hour one and hour two because, well, it's the Super Bowl when 113 million people watch that thing. 50. seems like a big deal, yeah, it kind of seems like a big deal. I saw that uh, it got a fifty two share it got a fifty two rating in Philadelphia or a fifty two share, excuse me in Kansas City, actually only forty six in Philadelphia. That's why they lost. They didn't care enough, yeah they said twenty three what Bucks? Like you say twenty three percent of all TVs tuned so that so, were on in Philadelphia weren't watching the Super Bowl,
2: correct, so they they did they ran the numbers of of what percentages of households that were watching TV weren't. Uh, watching the game in each city, and so in Kansas City, 13% of TVs turned on were not watching the game, and in Philly, 23% were not watching the game. Hmm, That's bad sports town right there. Bad sports town, don't care enough about your teams. No wonder you keep losing.
1: I would have, yeah, because they have. They lost the World Series, the MLS Cup, and now the Super Bowl. So the Philadelphia Sixers, uh, come on down. Let's go. Your your turn. They lost the White House, too. (laughs) City of losers. I would not have thought that Kansas City would do a better number than Philadelphia. I wouldn't have either. I would have thought every TV was on. Right? I would think if your TV wasn't on, that someone drinking Riot Punch would come kicking your front door and turn it on in Philadelphia. Well, I had a buddy off. who brought Riot Punch
2: to my house yesterday. Oh, oh congratulations. I would have figured it would be off because you threw batteries into it because you saw Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> and it's tough because I, <laughs> I did enjoy that they booed the NFL Man of the Year. Well, it's,
2: he's a cowboy. You Still. Can't, you, you can't root for him. You're
1: getting the NFL Man of the Year and you... And you boo it? I was like, ah, there's there's that Philly fan. They were booing someone else too. Um, probably a cancer survivor, Demar Hamlin. Did they I boo Demar Hamlin? They didn't boo Demar Hamlin. Although I did see that uh, a lot of conspiracy theories out there that they're still going down. That that's not Demar Hamlin. Oh my god! Have you seen Seriously? that? Yeah, like he's got a he got a new tattoo on his hand, and I guess it wasn't there like a day or two before because he was at I think he was at the NFL honors thing. Yeah. You know, they did that so that was like on whatever that was. I think it's on Friday. It's on Friday. And so like they were showing photos of him there and, and then at the Super Bowl when he came out and, and did the uh the first responders thing and he was doing the heart and he had a new tattoo on his hand. So of course he's that, fake. He's fake because well I'm not sure how you,
2: you know, you, you, you know can't it. get a tattoo the next day. No, Everybody
1: knows that. It doesn't work that way.
2: There are no tattoo parlors in Arizona. <laughs> also, how about the fact that they found a way to sit him right next to Donna Kelsey? I <laughs> was going to say, the NFL putting DeMar Hamlin and Donna Kelsey together just so that Roger Goodell could do a two-for-one stop and chat was hilarious.
1: I also thought it was weird, too, at the end of the game um, when Goodell was hugging. Like, he got picked up. He, he was. picked little too excited for the Chiefs, right? Right. Is that like, and I get that, like Pat Mahomes is the face of the the league, mm-hmm. and and that's good for business. But, but we seem to do the hugs at the draft with all the rookies. It was it was weird. That was not it was a much. that that was a bit much. It um, seemed th- th- like he wanted to kiss him. Yeah, that was Tom Brady mouth kiss. Where I'm like, I know that you love your your kids, but maybe that's a, a bridge too far. I felt like the the bro hug, embrace, lift up off the ground, like your tussling hair. I I thought that was a little weird for a commissioner. Well, my commissioner. Uh, commissioner to be a little more neutral right like would would he have been would would he have hugged Sirianni or or jalen hurts the same way i thought Uh, i I think seriani might have forced him to hug him that (laughs) way because if you're crying when the national anthem is going you're a different breed well they did say uh, did you watch any of the pregame stuff no so i was uh i was laid up on the couch there so i watched like maybe 45 minutes of it and they said that uh sirianni had in i guess he's like a visualize sort of guy right like meditate and he said and he said any time that he would envision himself at at the super bowl it was always the national anthem he always thought that he would envision himself you know being on the sideline hearing the national anthem and that was always his okay that was always his like inception sort of like like like, reality check and so he did say that if if the emotions were going to get to him it was going to be during the national anthem then sure enough like, of course every camera's you know tuned in to, to his him. face and and then he starts bawling you got to give credit though that was a hell of a national anthem no it was like, a great chris, national- chris stapleton that like, hammered that thing like that's like yes. whitney houston is still the gold standard but dude chris stapleton hit that thing
2: out of the park silver is not bad but that being said, guys who visualize themselves, they suck. And guys who cry, like, for the national anthem, suck even harder.
1: Yeah, that didn't choke you up at all seeing Kelsey and uh, no. Sirianni? No. I'm not going to say I cried, but I got a little i got a little lump in my throat.
2: I thought it was really good and moving, but then I saw Sirianni, and my thought was, that dude is either going through something or he loves America more than anybody I know.
1: I mean, you got to remember, you,
2: you, you, I know there's a lot of emotions. There's in the a lot of he emotion. like, it, no Sean 11 status. So we're just going to go out here and cry now because the national anthem is being played? <laughs> I don't. Like,
1: congratulations. I am not going to ugh. be critical. I went to the Army-Navy game this year, and, and, I, and, and none of them cried. Oh. And they're military. Plenty of people. And I I was crying, so I was there with my buddy you on cried. the field, and Ooh. both of us, neither one of us wanted to be the first one. Right? Like, they're there and they had like the combined military choir on the field and they started hitting that. And I look over at my buddy and he's doing the the, the, the lip quiver and I got one like on deck ready to go. And I'm like, no, you're going to go first. <laughs> we had like dueling, like trying not to cry. I have no, the national anthem is a wonderful thing. And I'm, but we're going to cry. Well, What's wrong with that? What's like, I hate the fact that the flag and the anthem have become this thing where it's become so divisive. And so when I see something like that at the super bowl, I do, I get welled up with pride and we do the, they had the all female fly over there with the F 18s and they had the big flag out there. And it was a wonderful, I love that. I'm going to, Download that. I'm, not, I'm sure that's on Spotify. I'm going to work out to it. I love that thing. I have no problem getting emotional about the national anthem. Uh, you, can crap, and you can crap on the country all you want. There were some really cool things in that pregame where they were doing very cheesy, sentimental, like go us, you know, sort of like America's great football is great. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the little cheese? What's wrong with the little American pride from time to time? It got me. I'll admit it, I'm not gonna say I cried, hmm. but there were multiple moments before that game where I was on the verge, I had a little tear welling up when they did the the American Pride stuff. Well that may- almost got me.
2: Maybe I'm a communist and maybe that's the real issue here. Or just but soulless. I've, I've never been like I've never had a song drive me close to tears. Like if I'm not crying at funerals, right yeah, you're man. not listening I'm to not, the right stuff. That's not true. I've been listening to Rihanna. All day, and I'll tell you right now: like if I'm not crying at funerals, I'm not crying for the national anthem. Like, don't get me wrong: like go America, yay us, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. But I've never once gone out for a national anthem, whether I was playing in a game or I was helping coach a game or calling a game or just at a game, and been like, yeah, here it comes, I'm gonna cry. It's maybe it's because. And it's clearly because I have a black soul yes.
1: and I'm heartless. Yeah. Well, you are sitting in for Rob and Rob too has a black soul and has probably never cried at the national anthem. The I don't anth- know if Rob's ever cried. The anthem, that's true. He is dead inside. The anthem can get me. An anthem done, An anthem done right with all the pageantry behind it. And I, I know Sirianni's going to be a, a meme now forever. I hope he's not embarrassed by that because I, I, I thought he should be embarrassed. He's I proud. thought it was like a lot. I, you know he's proud. Are I you thought kidding? it was. A, I thought it was a really cool moment. He's a visualizing guy. Visualizing guys are proud. Well, and he can probably get elected as a senator in like thirty-two states right now. No, well, if he, he leans, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to live there. He can just I guarantee down in Mississippi, Georgia, anywhere down there in the Bible Belt. I don't even know where he's from. I think he's a Jersey guy. Is he not? Sirianni sounds Italian. It doesn't, I think he's New York. Is he Are It doesn't Jer- matter. Just move down Jersey? south, move down south, and you've got yourself. If this NFL thing doesn't work out, you've got yourself a senator job. But uh, I thought it was, a, it was great pageantry, and then the game lived up to the hype. It absolutely lived up to the hype. I couldn't ask for anything more other than I didn't like the holding call at the end. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that that ruined the game for me. A lot of like, you know, I saw that on Twitter a lot and and not just like the Twitter trolls, a lot of NFL, you know, uh, talking heads,
0: you know, Big Slareth
1: news. and Trey Wingo and, and, you know, and a lot of people were, mm-hmm. were, were very critical of that. And I thought Philly actually handled it really well. I thought Sirianni and Hertz and even Bradbury, the guy had the hold. Mm-hmm. None of those guys blamed. That holding call, in fact, Bradbury even said, yeah, he said, I I, I held him. He said, I was hoping that they weren't going to call and they were going to let it slide, but he goes, it was a hold. This is the only thing that bothered me about it. That was the only holding call all game long, the only one. You let them play physical all game. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one earlier in the game where, where Juju got held, and it was worse than that. And you saw him that he threw up his hands and he was like, Hey, where's my call? And it didn't happen. Did you notice that after that holding call, the only one pointing was Patrick Mahomes because he realized, Oh, crap, like we're kicking a field goal here. We slept the door open. Yeah. Juju didn't do anything, he mm-hmm. didn't expect the call. So that's the only problem. I say this like in the NBA if you set the tone early on for a physical game, hey, we're going to let you bang. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let you work down low. We're gonna let you hand check a little bit. And you call that for three and a half quarters. Don't in the fourth quarter start picking up the whistle. Mm-hmm. So in the NFL, when you when you if you're gonna call that, then you call it in the first quarter, you call it in the second, you say, hey guys, we're keeping this tight, right? We're not giving you a lot of leeway. O lineman, you keep your hands in. Hey, DBs, we're not gonna let you get rough with these receivers. I don't like that they let that go for three and three and three quarters of that game not a single holding call they let them be physical with the receivers mm-hmm. and and 80 percent of that contact by the way was within the the area where you could have that contact and then there was that one little hand on the hip Yeah, it was technically by the letter of the law but it didn't affect the route i don't think it affected the pass and i don't like that in that moment that you decided to throw the flag. If you had called it all game long and there had been three or four of those and you had let the DBs know, hey, you can't be physical, I just didn't like in that moment that that flag came out. And I'm not going to say it decided the game, it was the end all, the be all. I just thought it was a crappy way for that game to pivot when it had been played so well and so clean by two really, really good teams, and now one of the main storylines, unfortunately, again, is we're talking about officials, and, and that bums me out.
2: Well, you, you get to a point where what is the lasting image of it going to be? And it, and it shouldn't be, but because it happened at the end, that's what you're going to remember. If it had been the Hurts fumble at the end, you would remember that if this holding call had happened way earlier. But that's the thing, you're not going to. When we think about this game 5, 10, 15 years later— you're not going to remember that Hurts fumbled. Yeah. I really don't think you are. You're going to remember that there was a crappy holding call. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because in most situations, you see refs swallow their whistle there. But it almost seemed like it was one of those spots where, hey, I don't want to be the reason that people talk about a hold. So you called the holding And now you're the reason why you're talked about it. Because, yes, by the letter of the law, that is a holding penalty. But here's the thing. You can call a penalty on every Every stinking play. play. So it needs to be the reason that that play didn't work. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I think even if Juju doesn't get held there, he has to make an incredible catch. It was a base I
1: thought it was a throw. To to make that. I,
2: I... It's one of those where you throw it and you hope your guy can make an incredible catch and there's no way it can get intercepted. And the only one calling for it was Mahomes, but guess what? He calls for it on half of the throws that he has because that's what you do as a competitor. It's so unfortunate because, yes, this isn't the reason why you lost the game. And if this is why you're blaming the loss, you'll never make it back to the Super Bowl again. But it is going to mar what was otherwise, I would argue, a darn near perfect game.
1: And we'll talk about that game, including two of the all-time great performances that you've seen from the quarterback position. Dare I say even a better effort in the losing side of things, except for that one play. And Rihanna. That one play. Well, that we'll get to in the club. <laughs> Here, though, is Buck with Center.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?